If you should ask. Gino, Gino probably listens to this podcast. Yes. You never know. You never know. He could be listening to us right now. So, Gino. <laughs> Mine's a Roman candle, mind, and I see red. Yeah, we, we, uh, we have a pretty good crew. Pretty good crew. Children in my head. You'd like the few. You keep uh, fucking tackles. saying this, dude, and we every game we see him getting his ass smoked on fucking like uh, pass plays and there we go. Plays. This is why I wanted to do the podcast the day oh of the game because you're still a little angry. You still got a little bit of that rage in you. Yeah, okay, probably. six of those tackles were solo, and he got yes. half. He got half a sack too. All right, Doc, welcome back to another DC Seahawk fan talk after a week 10, 29 to 26 win against the Washington Commanders. Uh, the football team are uh, our home here in DC. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first of all, uh, how are you feeling? Uh, it's the day of the game this time. We're both wearing our jerseys, so I'm excited about that. And um, you want to you wanna talk about the uh, overall thoughts from the game to start with? Overall thoughts? Wow, yeah, that was an interesting game, <laughs> especially watching that game in the heart of DC. So with with some other DC Commanders fans, um, but overall thoughts about the team is even before the game, I was uh, talking with the commander as always. You know, we have our our commander, not the commanders, the franchise. No, yes, our commander. <laughs> <laughs> that lives in Seattle was talking about like what 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 is it going to mean if we win this game if we blow them out you know because this whole season we beat bad teams and we get our asses kicked by good teams so um was hoping for a dominant win today that didn't happen so <laughs> It makes me even more worried about this team in terms of um, whether we can make it into the playoffs or even like win a playoff game. So overall thoughts is this was a actually a pretty disturbing game uh, playing against on uh, the commanders team after they wholesaled their defense and gave up their two most dominant defensive linemen. It looks like they're just mailing it in for this season and, and the fact that we had to scrap tooth and nail to pull out this win makes me pretty concerned about this team and especially on the verge of the gauntlet that we've been talking about this whole season. So, yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, this we we look disturbing. Uh, again, especially after last week when we were all up and watched uh, us get our asses kicked by uh, the Ravens. So, yeah, that's my overall thoughts. What about you, Mayor? How could we possibly be in that close of a game tied yeah. with 52 seconds left? <laughs> that That's kind of unacceptable. And, you know, I wasn't worried at all in the, in the first half when, when, you know, we were down, um, you know, down a couple points there to a team. And we were just kind of being consistent, walking down the, you know, driving down the field and kicking field goals, settling for field goals. And, um, you know, it felt, it felt like the hand, we, you know, we were getting more yards and our defense had kind of, you know, their, their first touchdown, the one in the first half was, um, you know, kind of a busted play. It was like the defender there or the corner. I'm not sure who it was on that side, but probably Woolen, <laughs> uh, like snuck up and just let the guy go right over the top of him. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, I wasn't too worried. But then in the fourth quarter, I 
definitely I, they started they did that exact same play and they got another touchdown <laughs> yeah that was the second one they didn't get a touchdown on that play they just ran it for like 40 yards or something but yeah um that drive um yeah, and that same play too yeah um and it you're you're right you said it on a previous podcast and you deserve credit for it that you know you said they're all these teams are attacking that side of the field so it's our right side of the defense they're the offense's left hand side and uh, that's pretty concerning because they got beat several times over there today so yeah that was really concerning and um you know a win's a win in this league and you know i was also talking to the to to jeff uh the commander um earlier this morning and you know that's a really fun ritual i thanked him for that and um you just you know calling every every game day and and talking Mm -hmm. a little bit that's been a fun tradition this year and um you know i was saying we should just I don't want to see, I don't care about a blowout win. I don't care about a you know statement win right now. What I care about is like getting back to basics. This is a get right game that we need to just like learn how to play football again and get our timing right. And just, I just want to see, like, I don't want to see turnovers. I don't want to see, I just want to see a, a controlled, well-managed game. And uh, we didn't really see that. I mean, there was no turnovers. That was good, but I'm pretty concerned about what I saw from our play calling. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. So, um, but before, let's, before we talk about offense, let's talk about defense. So uh, doc diagnosing the defense, my favorite segment, uh, doc, take it away. Do you have any overall defensive thoughts? Do you have any awardees this week? And uh, are you putting anyone in pro academic probation? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> this is a very disturbing performance on the defense again after coming off of the number one you know the number one of the top um teams in the league and probably one of the number one offenses in the league so we figured hey it's going to be a domination game maybe because we're playing again sam howell as a quarterback who is extremely susceptible to uh, turnovers, interceptions, pressure, everything. He takes more sacks than anyone else in the league, yeah. More sacks than anyone. And wow, we had no pressure. That's ridiculous. That is freaking ridiculous. And so, whew, yeah, I'm super worried. <laughs> and I think... Oh my God, this, this even goes against what I was worried about early in the season was, Hey, we can beat our, this defense look great against bad teams, but Hey, let's see what happens when we play against prolific offenses. We saw that last week. I don't consider the commander's offense as a prolific offense. And we still got absolutely, Oh, uh, abuse, right? Um, run, pa- anything uh, at every level of what you want to see a defense step up to. It looked like we couldn't, we couldn't con- contain them and control them at, at any level. So, no one is awarded a thesis or master's degree. Who's on academic probation? The whole damn defense is on this. And, you know, again, Mary, what you said was like the things that I talked about earlier was, yeah, tackling. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, that was another problem uh, today. And and also, yeah, some of the, the things like broken, broken coverage, just getting gashed 
whatever, like with runs, with like short passes, medium passes, long passes, screen passes. We got, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. Yeah, we got the win. But I know what what you said earlier, Mayor, is about a win is a win. No, 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 not in this league. A win is not just a win. An ugly win against a terrible trash team that literally, again, gutted, gutted their defense uh, and are, like, basically looking forward to a high draft pick. Not not every win is a win. When when you like uh, some bad wins like this means that like before we get into playing some elite teams, they're gonna see our tape and they're gonna see what a very bad team did to us all day today, and they're gonna do the same thing with better players, with more athletic players, with more elite players. And it's going to be, I'm scared. I'm scared <laughs> to see what's going to happen. Even next week when we're hoping to split 50-50 with the Rams. No, they beat our asses in our first game. And I can see them beat our asses in the next game and sweeping us in in our uh, division game. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's my. All right. Allow, allow me to respond real quick here because, OK, the Washington Commanders are, have four wins. So they're not, you know, they're not the bottom, bottom tier in the league. They're, they're one step above that. Sam mm-hmm. Howell's not, you know, a, you know, quarterback that can't do anything. He was he was running, moving the pocket and throwing at the top. He does oh take God. a lot of sacks. You know, and we did manage three sacks on him. Um, so another game with multiple sacks for for the Seattle defense. And then, you know, you mentioned that they were running all over us. They didn't really run all over us. Um, they, they had um, 68 total rushing yards. So that's, you know, that's not that's not that's not wild amount of, mm. um, of rushing yards is his passing, actually. And get this. Mm. They threw Sam Howell through for over 300 yards against us. Yeah, over 300 yards, Sam yeah, yeah. Howell. Okay, that's first thing. And then second thing, you know who all those passes were to? Mm. Their leading, re- their leading receiver with 119 yards. One receiver, Brian Robertson Jr. That's their running back. Guess who their second leading receiver was? Antonio Gibson. That's their backup running back. <laughs> so they're just dumping it off to running backs on the edges yeah. Yeah. and just blowing yeah. up the field. It wasn't. I don't think the defensive line was really the problem or like the run defense wasn't really the problem. It's the corners. They're just targeting the outside of the field. And again, it's, it's, I mean, you can, you know, you can point to 60 some yards, but again, like that's enough. That's enough to get for in a game against them to have balance. Right. So it's going to, especially with, what we want as our defense as aggressive defense so that that's enough to unfortunately make them cheat and be not responsible for what mm-hmm. they're supposed to do you know what i mean like yeah mm. yeah yeah i guess yeah it wasn't it was it's definitely enough to get us off kilter yeah. i guess or, yeah. or so that then yeah. then they and yeah, yeah it was enough that's the same thing with, open up that the i game. want from our offense i don't care if we get 200 yards of rushing yards we just need enough to open everything make, else up keep them on it keep them honest like so yeah that that's that those 60 plus yards from them it kept us honest enough to smoke our asses in the, in the secondary so like yeah yeah 
Leonard Williams had two tackles. Um, we he had one tackle last uh last week on his first week for Seattle and, and now two. Mm-hmm. So I, I was tracking that. He did get a sack though. Um mm. one of one of our three sacks was from Williams. Um yeah. so that's really nice. And and then yet again, here we are, you know, the 11th episode, and you still haven't given Bobby Wagner his cre- his his credit. <laughs> Bobby Wagner had 10. You keep uh, fucking tackles. saying this, dude. And we every game we see him getting his ass smoked on fucking pl- uh, pass plays. And there we go. Plays. This is why I wanted to do the podcast the day oh, of the yeah. game because you're still a little angry. You still got a little bit of that rage in you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, six yeah. of those tackles were solo. And he got yes. half, he got half a sack too. So it's oh, not just great. empty stats of great, like him, great. Him tackling That's runners. Awesome. <laughs> That's he actually awesome. got the quarterback. And Sam Howell fucked us today okay so like yeah that's awesome and right. he's our middle linebacker bobby wagner is our middle linebacker so he should dictate everything about what our defense does and i think i'm gonna have to like go back to school get a phd how our defense do today become a professor that way i can start giving out these theses awards because go for it go for another it. week you're not giving in you're not giving anyone credit this it. week you're not you're not gonna mention no. you're not even gonna mention any of these players that like hell no hell no <laughs> And we can talk about the offense, which I'm also not positive about. So maybe we're even with the win, we're going to have a pretty negative podcast. It sounds like here today, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, that's what we do here. And let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah. From because today. we had some fun times today. We did have some fun times today. Yeah, that was a great uh, experience. So far, I figured for our DC outpost section, uh, we can talk about, uh, yeah, playing against the, the city that we live in. Um living in DC for both of us have been living here over 10 years now. And uh, just talking about, you know, Sully's and the experience we have there every week in and out, you know, Freeman does the most, even though I was out pretty late Saturday night with Freeman, um, uh, he still, you know, showed up and, and, and hosted a party and he was even, even playing Bill's music for, for us. Uh, yeah, shout oh, out yeah. to Bill for the, for the incredible 36 hour long playlist. Um, <laughs> The description of his playlist, by the way, says it says, you know, uh, if you want to get hyped for game day, like I made the perfect playlist for you, but it's 36 hours long. So if you want to listen <laughs> to the whole thing, you have to start the day before the game. Uh, and let's uh, why were you and Freeman out late because of Holly and Davis's <laughs> party flannel party. Well, a good yeah. theme for Seattle people. Uh, there was so much flannel there. But it was funny. I forgot that it was a flannel party. So I just walked into Holly's Holly's house and I just happened to be wearing flannel. And I actually wasn't wearing flannel. I was <laughs> wearing hilarious. two flannels. I was wearing like a flannel underneath and my that's jacket hilarious. was a flannel jacket. <laughs> I love it. So um, I was really on theme without even intending it. But yeah, it was an awesome, awesome house party. Um, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Holly. Um, yeah. And OK, so, yeah, you want to you want to talk about D.C. a little bit and um and our experience at Sully's too mm, well just yeah uh this night was fun because yeah we had some new guests today um Olivia was one of those folks who um she was there with her friend and uh apologies because I don't remember <laughs> Olivia's friend's name but they are um, born and raised in Maryland and have been commander's fans for I guess for yeah their whole lives and they just got super frustrated 
with the team last week and decided, hey, we need to we need to have another team to 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 cheer for. And and rightfully they chose the Seahawks. And so they knew where to come. They came to Sully's to hang out with the the Seahawks crew, and it was great to welcome them to our fan group. So yeah, that's yeah that's- for sure. And you know, the commanders, the team themselves, you know, they they're they're not in DC, and I think that's a I think that's a shame. Um, I, I'm actually one of the few people that that think um the commanders should should move back into the old RFK stadium location. Yeah. Not that the city should pay for it, of course not. But um, exactly, exactly, exactly. But I, I do think that you know that's actually a federal land, and um, mm-hmm. if if the federal government will like kind of sign over that land and give that land to DC, DC will be able to you know develop a lot of it for housing. And I, I know affordable housing is a big one, and they want to make some like recreation park space over there as well. Um, but it would be it would be interesting if if they could fit in a corner of that area a new stadium um, for the Commanders. And, you know, the commanders do have new owners. So I know a lot of people left the commanders because of their old owners and um, right. the issues there, especially with um, sexism. And, uh, you know, I talked about sexism on the podcast. What was that? Yeah. Two weeks ago after the Browns mm-hmm. game. And this there's a bad history with this team uh, that we played today and um, the, the issues that they had there and their, their culture and stuff. So I'm really glad that air is behind them and they have new ownership. Um, it would be really nice if they would move back, in, back into the city and, and, you know, they are rebuilding. They're not, you know, they're not thinking they're going to do anything this year. Right. Um, so yeah. Well, Michael, Michael, as a city manager and as a social justice person, you are not in favor of them coming back into, into DC if they're going to hold hostage DC for everything that they want, right? For not, uh, uh, you know, uh, hold, you know, um, charging with like not having them, you know, pay taxes and actually give back to the fucking community, right? So fuck Absolutely. that shit. Absolutely, and no, actually, I'm not I think doing I, that shit, right? And I think the Nats have done a, a a decent job, and they have the academy down there in, in Anacostia, and have spent money like actually in the community. So I think the Nats are are a, maybe a good model for that. Um, you know, DC has built other stadiums for other teams, um, in, including the soccer, um, Audi field was, was built by, um, by, by the, with city dollars. Um, so yeah, right. I'm absolutely against that. And, you yeah. know, uh, we're going to talk about the Sonics later, but, you know, Oklahoma city thunder, um, th- their stadiums about to be, get rebuilt and they're definitely going to, you know, hold the city hostage yet again. We see it over and over again with these stadiums. So yeah, I'm absolutely against that. These, these are billionaires. <laughs> they can build their own goddamn stadiums. It's, right. it's so, it's so and you don't need tax breaks. Right. So, but like, yeah, that's and, what the and, NFL, that's what they always try to do in these cities. Right. So again, like that's, that's the tension. So like, it's more complicated than, you know, again, what, you know, you said earlier, Michael is like, no, you're not uh, like automatically down with the commanders coming back into DC. If like, again, like they're, you know, they want zero time and they want to be, um, you know, they, they want sub, they want DC to subsidize this billion dollar fucking franchise. Fuck right. I'm anti that. You're right. I'm anti that. And, and, um, you know, I, I'm not going out to FedEx Field ever again. Uh, every time I go out there, and I've been at, yeah, there for a concert a couple times, and I've been to I don't, multiple um, Seattle games at the Commanders, and it's a terrible experience, <laughs> and it's oh, so yeah. far away, and yes. it's terrible. Um, so, so that that that's valid, but you know, there there are a lot of um, 
DC commander fans that have stuck through it and, you know, being in the city, you know, much love to them. Yeah. No, 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 no hate towards them or the franchise now that they have new owners. So absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not talking about, yeah, much. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, there was several commander fans there. So I kind of checked in to make sure they were super annoyed at us. Um, um kind of taking over the bar there but um you know eugene uh is a is a local who's been going to that Mm -hmm. bar for for a long time so i was you know dap him up and you know he knew that we were going to beat them so he he wasn't surprised but um yeah anyways um yeah and that was awesome to see some uh several former commander fans uh switch teams and uh join join the it was super awesome yeah yeah join the seahawk fan group and um you know, now that gives me hope for all the other, all the other commander fans, you know, they, they can join too. They can, <laughs> there's a path. Um, it's all right, mayor. So yeah, this is fun. But uh, how about you share your mayor's strategic vision for the Seahawks offense after this terrible display? <laughs> yeah. 29 points. Um, and like I said earlier, I think they were just settling for field goals in the first half. And I feel like they definitely told Gino, like, we're going to win this game against this team. If we just don't turn the ball over, that's all, that's all this game takes. It doesn't matter what your stats are. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred yards or, or 300 yards, it doesn't matter. Just don't turn the ball. We have to stop the turnovers. Um, that just kills any chance the team has we're not good enough on, on the rest of the team to make up for even one turnover. We're not, that's just not how it works. Um, so if we want to, you know, win these games, we just need to play within ourselves and we need to like help Gino by like not putting him in bad situations. You know, he doesn't need to be taking, you know, huge shots. He doesn't need to be standing in the, in the, um, in the pocket for, you know, six, seven seconds. He needs to, make quick decisions and get the ball out fast. And we need lots of quick hitting plays where when, when we, when we are throwing, he needs to get rid of the ball out of his hand fast. And I think that was the plan from the Seattle organization. And that's what they did. Um, and that's, and that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to change my order here of the points. Um, my, my second point I wanted to make, you know, my first is about Gino, the game manager, Gino is a game manager. My second point I want to make is about the play calling, um, you know, we keep saying they can't run screenplays. They can't run screenplays. And so then they were like, well, oh yeah, you want to see us run screenplays? Here's a thousand screenplays today. <laughs> How many screenplays was that? It was every play. And like, it did. I've it, never seen anything like that. And there. it kind of worked. I've never it seen kind anything. Of, it, like I saw glimmers I, of it working. I wouldn't say it works. That was very bizarre. I That was just yeah, a bizarre... I don't even know what to think of it. And I'm afraid, Mayor, that like actually it was too extreme. It was like, is that going to affect Gino's confidence? Because it's like, no, we're just going to run a hundred screens yep. because we don't trust you now anymore to throw middle. You know, deep the, these these players here from fans all week long right oh they're God. they're on social media they they, they hear absolutely. us absolutely especially know, quarterback quarterback yep. is the most gino gino probably listens to this podcast yes. you never know you never know he could be listening to us right now so gino <laughs> we love you gino please yeah we love you gino don't listen to the haters <laughs> i hope you have your confidence <laughs> 
hey, after after your after Shane Waldron forced you to throw a hundred screenplays, yeah, and I want you to have like a really like yeah game manager mentality for the first three quarters. Oh, you know, we just you just run the ball and hand it off. Fucking, That's we, great. Like yeah, but we still need you to throw those fucking beautiful. In the fourth quarter, we need you to throw three passes to get us in field goal range. That's all we need from you. The rest of the game, just don't turn the ball over and then throw three passes. That's all we need. That, that When you win the game, Pete Carroll says this all the time, when you win the game, yes. the fourth quarter. Yes. And that's exactly that's what Gino did today. He just handed the ball off. He did what he was asked to do. He had an incredible game. Didn't turn the ball over. There was one play that was really risky. I think he got sacked once. Um, so, yeah. you know, hey, after last week, I'll take it. That's fine. That's all we need him to do. Not turn the ball over. And when we need him, throw to DK over the middle. God. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's the game plan. And it worked for this game. And it showed glimmers of working. I feel like half those screenplays like didn't work um, or were risky as hell or about to get blown up. And a couple of them, we, we, we gained 10 yards on a couple of them. And it was just like luck. So luck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, dude, and also, Commander's you know, defense was like, they're not gonna throw another fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like it was, and also it's smoke and mirrors because against bad is. teams that shit works. You get lucky, of you know, course. it's luck, but it's because you're doing against bad. People. We're gonna do this against the Niners. No, Bro. you're not. You're gonna get Niners blown. Gonna sweep asses. Okay, that's a that's a prediction. Okay, we're swept. Yes. Bye bye the Niners. Niners. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not a well, super that's not hot, hot take. take. They're really no. good. <laughs> No, that's a hot take for you, Mayor, because you said we're going to win the NFC West. Right, which requires us to beat with them once. Yes. Yep. Um, well, right we now, I'm not feeling super confident about that. We might get swept by the goddamn about, Rams, bro. I'm not feeling super <laughs> confident about that. But I, I think Shane Waldron likes these screen plays, and that's like this was us like really empowering Shane Waldron and saying, okay, you said you can do it. Prove it. Prove, prove us you can turn this offense into this creative dynamic dynamic screenplay heavy offense um and i am i think the jury's still out on that and and if not i i, I bet shane waldron is doing this for his job like mm -hmm. if this doesn't work and, and like if we don't make the playoffs or something like shane waldron's gone so that's that's what i want to say and then um i do i do have a a key to the city uh, that I would like okay. to award. And this you know, it's gonna be the hottest take of this whole episode. Why we scored 29 points. I just mentioned Gino did had a had a you know a fundamental oh my God. no turnover game. Nope. He is going to Gino Smith. What I asked you earlier to guess. I asked you earlier to guess and, and you wouldn't you wouldn't I guess. I could not guess because this looked horrific. Actually, so I, I fooled you here. I'm not giving it. To 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 Gina. Nice trick. Nice nope, trick. Not yet. I'm giving it to DK Metcalf. <laughs> this is my last point of the day. I want I want to I want to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I want to acknowledge DK Metcalf, my favorite player on this team. Yeah. Uh, favorite or second? You you you're Gino or DK? Which one? Oh, I mean, I mean, they 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 come they come one you know one a one one a one b. Okay. Yeah, I, I um. 
I love both of them. And of course they have to, you know, we need both of them. They have to connect, yes. you know, Gino delivered him some balls today. Um, yes. Yet again, DK Metcalf led, led the team in, in, in yards uh, with, with 98 yards, almost hundred yards um, averaging 14 yards per catch. Um, so really he's our over the top deep ball. We're using him on third downs. We're using him on, on kind of the big plays, um, you know, last week um, against the, the Ravens, the only big play was to him that we had all day. Um, and the only um, target that was in the end zone was, was targeted at DK. It was too low last week, but mm-hmm. so it, we're using DK as that big, that big body receiver. We're using him in special situations. So that's interesting. And then uh, he's also leading um, the team, you know, even though he's only played um, he's played one, he missed one game. So he's played less games than everybody else. Um, but he has, he's leading the league and, and, um, or lead, leading the team in, in recep, reception yards again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so on, on fewer targets than, than other people as well. So mm-hmm. um, DK, I love you. If you're listening <laughs> now, I think everyone's listening to our podcast. Yeah. You said <laughs> 10 people, but I, I think we're over 10 people now. So that's good. One that's of good. them could be DK. You never know. I hope we're adding. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my uh, um, mayor strategic vision section of the podcast. There you go. You did surprise me. Well, you know, the other thing about DK we should say is, you know, he got he got kind of, you know, criticized yes. pretty heavily yes. a couple weeks ago for all the penalties and he kept yeah. doing it. And his Good responses seemed offensive. Yes. And and you know, that was a couple weeks ago. And he hasn't I haven't heard a peep out of him since then, you know, since he kind of made that mistake and how he responded to that. And um he's just gone to work. Um so I I you know I He's he's a he's a workaholic. He definitely. I mean, look at. I mean, it. the fact that you're saying that is 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 good because, like, honestly, coming out of this game, who do you remember? Probably most people remember Tyler. Like, man, key 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 fucking receptions. He he had the like, touchdown too. Yards, yeah. my god! Like, yeah, would I have thought that DK is what you're saying has has had more reception, more yards, all those things? Not at all, because like. Holy shit! I, I was throwing up my uh, locket jersey all yeah. today because man, like, and I've already Eddie. given uh, I've already given a key to the city. To of course, of course, so. steady Eddie fucking Tyler. Oh my god, love that fucking guy and like, but it's good. It, I mean, it, that's why we're in a good position because we can have that and we can also have a stud receiver like DK that actually had more yards and more, you know, reception in this game. And yeah, that's why we have a one, a one B receiver crew. And that's a great place to be as long as we have a quarterback that can get it to them and down the field. Yeah. And, um, you know, Walker, um, you know, had had some a big yard play there um, as well off the catch and, you know, ran for it. So, you know, Walker deserves a shout out. You know, we have Absolutely. we have we, we have the skill players on this team. We do. Um, oh, shit. Charbonnet had a good game, too. I mean, Charbonnet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 40, 44 yards. Um, yeah, I think we're using him in specific things. Um, uh, JSN also did really well. 50, 53 yards for him. So he's kind of been, you know, kind of steadily increasing his um, production. So yeah, it's, it's really good to see. I think our offense is okay. Um, yeah. We're not good. We're okay. And that's just that, that's just the reality of the Seattle, Seattle um, yeah. Seahawks this year is we're not really good. We're, we're okay. And we're we made, play, bro. if we play a clean game, we, we can beat anyone in this league. Yeah. Any given Sunday. 
I thought this was a key game. It was. <laughs> but guess what's a key game? Is next week. Fucking Rams. Because actually, as the commander said to me earlier and probably to you, the gauntlet starts next week. It's the, it, it starts with Rams. Don't even yeah. fucking talk about that's an easy win. They bust our asses first game. Yeah, they don't look good, but hey, we're playing them at home. And yeah. and guess what? What happens in the division? That's their Super Bowl. So we had we have to roll up really strong this week because that is the beginning of the gauntlet. Yep. And then and then the next four games after that are are pretty brutal too. And we already had our buy, so there's no bricks coming. No bricks. Um, and then yeah, after that we have 49ers and then the Cowboys. Cowboys. Those are Eagles. two Thursday night games back to back. And then we have the 49ers again. And then we end that gauntlet with uh, with the Eagles. Um that still look like the best team in the yep. in the, um in the NFC. So it's gonna it's gonna be brutal. And I'm really glad that we don't have to we don't have to, you know, mourn a loss today. Um oh we can, my god, we can save too. that for future weeks. <laughs> yep. Me um, too. So I, I mentioned the Sonics earlier, but I do want to give him another shout out here. Uh, it was on uh, July 2nd, 2008, that the Seattle Supersonics were stolen from Seattle. And um, that makes it 15 years, four months and 10 days ago today. That's a that's a crime. That's a shame. The Oklahoma City does not deserve a team. And uh, now that that same franchise is holding another city hostage, uh, threatening to leave oklahoma city unless the city builds them a stadium that's a that's absolutely ridiculous um okay. and they'll probably do it because they're the smallest city that has a team so mm-hmm. that you know that they, they they're gonna lose them if they don't if they don't do it mm-hmm. um so that that's just terrible we need we should set a rule in all of these leagues that you just can't do that um last 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 week i talked about you know the portland trailblazers might be sold as well mm-hmm. um, at some point here so you know, that's another really scary moment for a city that, that we all love and are close to in, in Portland. Um, so with that, I'll say bring back the Sonics. Yeah. So how about some thank yous? We have. Yes. We, we always have great thank yous because we love our peeps. <laughs> yeah. And today we, are, we, we can't list everybody that comes to the bar, but it was it was a huge turnout. And, and I love that. That was awesome. We had a lot of fun today. Too. It was awesome. Um, I do want to thank Eugene. I already gave him a, a shout out. Um, a yeah. true uh, Commanders fan always comes in there, and oh yeah, um, you know I always I, I love seeing him and, and checking mm-hmm. in on him. So he, he's doing well. That's really good to see. And and Freeman, of course, uh, for buying me pizza uh, Saturday night, and <laughs> also um, for for hosting a, a Seahawks party, even though he's a Commanders fan. Oh um, hell yeah! And he's he he takes care of us as a bartender. Even when we're uh, playing his uh, his his squad, and it's always fun, yeah. So, right. But also, much love to Rachel and Pooja for uh, showing up to Salty's this week to watch this game. It was awesome to hang out with them as we did last week in Baltimore. So, yeah, thanks for coming out, you too. Yeah, and Holly and Davis too again for hosting the party. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, yeah, we we have, we have a pretty good crew. Pretty good crew. We and- do. And we had the Seattle people too, you know, Jeff always calling and, and Wendy was at the game today yeah. and, um, you know, so shout out to them as well. Absolutely. So uh, much love to the DC 12s and the Seahawks fans all around the globe. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.